0: Hi, this is Kimmy from Hong Kong.
1: Hey, this is Jerry from Toronto bringing you
0: The Elephant in the Asian Room.
1: A unique podcast where we discuss issues
0: that Asians do not talk about.
1: Ooh, issues like mental health, sexuality, success, the color of your skin.
0: single after 30, friendships among different ages and backgrounds, women's status in society, saving face and the lack of education today we'll talk about what success means in the asian culture success is really insane in the asian culture is so embedded in our mind i remember growing up our teachers they were already like okay so do you want to be a doctor or do you want to be a teacher or do you want to be an investment banker and if you tell the teacher that you want to be a bus driver the teacher would be like You're going to school for so many years. You have a lot of better options. Like, uh, don't you want to be a vet? Don't you want to cure diseases? They would kind of steer your mindset into something much bigger, or so they believe. It's really crazy. Wow.
1: Okay. Oh oh, wow. Okay. So it's similar to my experience too, uh, Kimmy. I know for my grandparents' generation, you know, it, it was just you know getting a job was success. I know for my parents' generation, a lot of them moved to the Middle East and to the United States, and then, you know, getting a job, uh, and and that that was success. I know for my generation, I went to a British boarding school, and then uh, the only thing that I was offered in grade 11 was either you want to study biology, so you you, you want to go and become a doctor down the road, or you want to study mathematics, so you want to, you know, become an engineer. And... Some of the other options was either become an investment banker or a lawyer. However, a lot of us who didn't fit that mold, who fell through the cracks, man, God help you. I know for myself, um, I studied English literature and English in university, but then, you know, decided to go to Switzerland to study uh, hotel management for a career. And then did, then did an MBA in the, United, in the UK and then moved to Canada. So for me, success, what that time was and now is just being happy having a family, and doing everything aligned with my goals and values, you know. So, I don't know about you, but that's how I view success compared to what my culture or society expects from me.
0: Yeah, I think that kind of aligns with the society expectations as well. But sounds like you surely did a lot if just getting a job equals success in your society. You surely did a lot to get that job. You went everywhere to Switzerland and the UK. Sounds, sounds like a cool journey to get your job. sounds, all sounds fun. Well, in my culture, it's surely all about money and the public image. Like you said before, having a love, having a loving wife, and then a few lovely kids people will see that you're the epitome of success with, um, with a well-paid job as well. So you're successful if you're a professional like a doctor or a lawyer and You know just having a supportive family it's all about what you can show to the public so success is very much about the public image that you put forth to show others if you don't have a solid career and you aren't in a stable relationship i would say that your family would be really concerned for your future because for them what you can show really affects their reputation as well. So if you don't have a job to show for and you don't have a loving wife, it really damages your family's reputation. So that's why people, they put so much pressure on their kids as well. And it's like you said before, falling through the cracks, is definitely not good for your family because it's not what they expect from you. And can you, can you tell me more about that as well? I'm curious how this falling through the cracks work for people in their family.
1: Yeah. You know what? I can totally, totally relate to you. I can see you with your Australian accent. Um, you, you went to university in Australia, then you're, you're back in Hong Kong. And, you know, you really get to see things from outside the box. And you know, you're seeing your own society from a, from a microscope. And yeah, a very good question. I'm falling through the cracks. I think society has this mold for us in, in, in different ways, what we need to fit. And you know, if, and if you don't fit in those molds of a, of, of a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher, or investment banker, uh, or or an or an engineer, uh, then and if you don't go to the right schools, you know, it, it's it's frowned upon. Uh, I, I know even till now, um, you know, in many Asian cultures, if you, if you say I want to become a chef, or I want to become an actor on stage, or I want to become a playwright, I want to dance, or even just say hey, I want to be a, become a bus driver, looked upon. And man. God forbid, if you say, you know, you want to be a manual laborer. And, and so I think, yeah, definitely falling through the cracks. Uh, people look down on you. People don't want to associate with you. And it's all about moving up, moving up the ladder in society. Um, does what I'm sharing about falling through the cracks, Kimmy, me, I mean, does that make any sense to you? Can you relate to it or is it just me just imagining all these things?
0: No, definitely not. Like I can a hundred percent relate to that because I am I am in the same shoe. Literally for me After graduation, I went overseas to several countries to chase my dream to be a world explorer. And then I started living this digital nomad life. And man, everyone back home thinks I'm crazy. They don't understand what I'm doing or even why I'm doing this. They just think that I'm living this life because I have no goals in life and I just don't know what to do and that I'm just lazy so I'm avoiding responsibilities. That's really what they believe in. And I get asked this question a lot is, um, what are you going to do in 10 years? How are you going to finance yourself? It's funny because they all assume that since I don't have a stable nine to five job, they think that in 10 years, I'm just going to be on the streets begging for money. Like obviously they see that having a stable nine to five job as social security to keep your finances afloat and creatives like myself, they're just reminding us how tough it is out there. So we should get a proper job to finance ourselves and we shouldn't put ourselves out there for, because the risk is not going to worth it and everything. I think that they just, they're just trying to say politely you're a failure, you should get a better job, you're better than this, you know, don't waste your life on being a digital nomad. And I just don't understand, like, why do people in the Asian culture respect you so much if you become a doctor or a lawyer, but not when you want to be an artist or when you want to be an, I don't know, virtual assistant online, they think it's all horseshit, really.
1: (laughs) Horseshit. Hey, you know what, Kimmy? I mean, you're right. You're right on the dot in everything you're saying. I think the whole focus is on saving face, you know, looking good on the outside, looking good with the neighbors and the society. Um, You know, it's great saying, hey, you know, my son or daughter is going to med school and will become a doctor. You know, it sounds better than, you know, oh, my daughter's a struggling artist. And And the whole focus on the culture for such a long time has been on stability and income rather than pursuing, you know, your passions and being creative. So when you focus so long generation after generation on stability and status quo, you know, being, because being creative is not about stability. It's not about status quo. Creativity is always about thinking outside the box, pushing the boundaries, looking at things from a different perspective, looking at how how we can make things better. And yeah, there's a lot of risk in that. I mean, hey, you want to become, go become a doctor. I mean, yeah there's not much risk involved in that. Right. I mean, there's people always getting sick and it's always, yeah, it's a new disease, but there's not much risk. Whereas being a, you know, bring an artist or even us doing a podcast, there's many, many risks. And for so long, I think we focused on a paycheck coming every two weeks or a month. And we so much equate that with success that we've lost, I think ourselves in that. So I can totally, totally relate to you. And and I I think in many Asian cultures, I don't think they even know how to spell what creative is. They don't know what, what, what it is. And and so, and and it's true. It's true. So, 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 so I find that they're very, they're very stifled. Um, I remember going to university um, in, in Switzerland and I, I went to school with many, many Asians who came from very, very structured societies and it was just all they thought was within that box. They they, they didn't know how to think outside or, or this and even now, some, sometimes some of them question my decisions. But but that's what you got to do. You you got to push the boundaries. You got to think outside the box. You got to live sometimes on the edge of your seat. Otherwise, it just becomes very stable. And so society, uh, what do you think? I mean, what's it like if someone says, "Well, I just want to be an artist." And I know you said it's harsh, but tell me a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah, it's. It's really exhausting telling people that I want to be a creative because people first, they don't even understand what does a creative do. They think do you just sit around and daydream and you get paid for it or do you just daydream and don't get paid. I work so hard and people come to me and be like, you don't even work, you just sit around and just Think don't you find that is very draining because people really believe that if you are an artist or if you use um, your creative mind for work, you will be struggling by default. By default, you're a struggling artist just because you say you're an artist, and it's just so it's so built into the system as well. I feel like growing up, our teachers are always like, all the jobs that they talk about is always nine-to-five stable job you don't see your teachers talking about um, when you grow up you can be a movie star you know or you can be a production coordinator you can work in movie sets they don't tell you things like that they only tell you you can be a teacher or you can be an office assistant all those jobs that are just um that work for society like what people think okay you get you get paid at the end of the day and stable hours really it's all about just honestly boring stability and People, they boost their self esteem so much because of what they study as well. I see like I spent four years in university studying economics and finance. I got into it because I was genuinely interested in economics. But I feel that so many people got into it so that they could get a job at an investment bank at the end of the four years. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. They just feel that they're elites of the society. They're better than everyone else just because of what they study. And then for four years I spent at university, not once did the teachers teach you about social responsibilities or how to be compassionate because you're handling someone else's assets, their money. And I feel like that should be lesson 101. And it's just the whole society places so much emphasis on Finances on the finance sector that they just don't teach you how to be you or like how to deal with adversity and failures. Everyone just comes out like a robot, pretty much.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't it funny? I mean, as a society, we're creating just robots that that fit into society rather than creative, think outside the box, be a little bit free. And you know, Kimmy, I totally agree with you that uh, corporate social responsibility, ethics, morality, transparency. Non-arms length transaction. This should be taught from basics, really, and, and just not focusing on pursuing of money. I think there also needs to be a focus on giving back to society and being compassionate to those that are less than us and, and making a difference. I mean, you know, I, I really respect uh, you know Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, and so many of these rich billionaires in, in, in the United States who, who are pledged to give half of their wealth back to society and to the poor and I don't see that in, in the Asian culture I don't really see it even in my culture that one billionaire has got up and says hey you know let, let's instead it's all about me 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 and let's you know m- make more money for myself so th- so there's this whole focus on on me and the selfish ambition and the selfish culture and, and, and I like how you how you talked about no one talks about failures I personally I have learned more from failures and, uh, and being at the bottom of the valley than, than you know from success and being at the top when you're when you're at the top, I find you, you become blind to many things. You, know, you become arrogant. You become you know you think you're better than everybody else, and and the focus on elite, yeah, you think you're the best. You will become the best, and then sometimes keeps on people keep on telling you that, and then puffs off your ego so much, and you think you're perfect, and then you think you're you're at the top of the food chain, and then you really become privileged, uh, you know, and, and and yeah, so 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 I totally agree with you on that.
0: Definitely, I feel that a lot of the times. This happens because of tiger parents. Have you heard of this term? Tiger parents is so popular in Asia.
1: Uh, No, here we we call them helicopter parents, but yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Probably the same, right? Okay, so like. Yeah, exactly. Tiger parents is a very popular term in Asia to describe parents that tightly control their kids to become who they want them to be, to live a life that they feel they never got to live because they were giving up so much so that their kids could live um, just a more richer life in a sense, uh, materialized. Basically, so tiger parents, they would arrange a dozen extracurricular activities for the kids after school like ballet, piano, swim classes and whatnot. And they want their kids to excel at everything. And you know what's insane? So I used to work at this tutorial center and I remember I used to tutor kids that were like around four to five and they would tell me that every single week they only get one hour of playtime in the playground and that equates to what four hours in total per month can you imagine that's kid it's not like they have a day job of like saving the world or like working in a bank literally they were supposed to be playing with dirt and mud every single day and they only have four hours every month to do that is really, it's really heartbreaking if you ask me and I feel that that really shows how wrong the society is because parents could actually think that that is beneficial for their kids. When I was in Sweden I feel that parents they don't emphasize on success. They think that if you're happy then it's already good enough. You don't have to work yourself to death. To sustain a glamorous life in order to be called successful they only care about your welfare i rarely recall people commenting on how successful you are in when i was in sweden does that make sense what about in canada do you do you think that people there they put so much emphasis on success or it's just you know it's just like a topic yeah
1: i mean we tend to look at money is equal to success i mean that's such a such a global thing right now no one looks at the personal lives of you. No one looks at the personal lives of of an entrepreneur who works 80 hours a week. Uh, they have no personal life. Oh, if his or her spouse has left them, they're lonely and miserable. But everything is, you know, the pinnacle of success is money. You know, how much money you have in the bank and how many cars you have outside. And I find so often people, people put everything at the altar of success and that has repercussions. I mean, I, for me personally, I've never judged someone based on how many cars or houses or boats or other trinkets that someone has. It is shallow. It uh, is. I agree, one does have to provide for the family. Uh, if a friend of mine is happy doing a minimum wage job and is responsible towards society and making a difference, then hey, I think he or she is successful. Uh, if, you, if, if you continue to be a people-pleaser and, and you please society and try to fit that mold and shape yourself to that society, you'll become miserable in the long run and, you know, I truly believe it'll come to haunt you because you will miss out on a lot of experiences in life. Kimmy, you know, I know you, you talk a lot about, you know, the parents in your society want kids to do six activities daily and then they only have one hour of playtime. How does that affect the child and how does that affect the parents themselves? Are they living their, their dreams through the kid's life? And is that even right? And is that even right to the child?
0: I I really don't think it's right because when you give birth to a kid, you're giving birth to another entity, another human being with their own thoughts, with their own mind. You can't really push what you want onto them and brainwash them in a sense into making them think that this is the life I want. You're kind of depriving them of their independence, their ability to think you, you're not letting them think you just, you're just shoving what you believe is right onto them. And that is really bad because I feel that when you're a kid, you're kind of more susceptible to what people say to you. But when you grow up, you start to have your own thoughts. And that's why a lot of times tiger parents, they don't have good relationships with their kids because when they're kids, become once they reach a certain age like um maybe like 14 15 they will fight back because like after all if a 15 year old wants to do something it doesn't matter what you say they will do it anyway if they really really want to do it there's nothing you can do to stop them and that's how and that's how tiger parents they just have this most horrible really the ugliest horrendous relationship with their kids their kids don't listen to them because they're gonna rebel against Authority. Basically, they don't like living with this um, authoritarian figure, and they feel that they have no control, no autonomy over their life, and it's just not healthy in general. I've seen a lot of that happening at my school. Thankfully, my mom is not like that. I'm really, really grateful for. But I've seen shit gone down so many times.
1: Yeah, you know, I totally relate to you. I've seen it um, here very, very often. Where parents try to live their lives through the kids, uh, you know, they say, well, I didn't have it when I was a child. So let me put my kid into piano. Let me put him into skating and let me put him into violin lessons and let me put him into karate and let me put him into fencing. And, and, and so what happens is you're really creating a robot. You're really creating a robot day in and day out and day out. And I've seen that that impacts a couple of things. It has negative impacts. One is uh the, the, the kid feels that only if I'm performing at all these events or if I'm in dancing, then I've got to win all the competitions. When I'm in ballet, I've got to be on top. Or when I'm in fencing, I've got to be on top. What he or she is really missing out is also just that that fun time when they're young, hanging out with their friends, doing something free, doing something out of the box. So that's something I see definitely for the, for the kids. And I see by the time they're 14, 15, they're burnt out. They hate it. Uh, they've left it. And, and then the other thing, what I see on the parents is, you're right, I, I don't see them really spending quality time with them and, and the mom and dad or whoever the parents are. The, it's always rushing, rushing, going to work, coming back and then taking one kid out here, taking that one kid. And I've seen it so often and I've seen so many, so many divorces. I've seen so many bitterness with a kid. You're right. A teenage kid has towards the parents because they're, they're controlling and they want them to do these things that. They came back from back home, and I have to tell them many times, "Hey, listen, you left ten thousand miles from 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 Asia. You left to come here. You were born in that country, but your kid is not. Your, your kid is Canadian. He's Canadian, Indian, or he's Canadian, Asian, or he's Canadian. That, and so he is he or she is not from that country anymore. They're different human beings, and you've got to respect them. And, and so that that's something I know we're going to talk about in in another uh, series about this whole thing about you know the different ages and the different cultures." But it's high time we in our cultures really start respecting kids, really respect that teenager in your home. He or she is young, but they're independent, they're a different generation, they haven't seen the challenges that me or you have seen. And we've got to give them that freedom. We've got to get them, let them fly. We've got to give them that time and that energy to really, you know, be unique and be different. And yeah, so what what if they don't become a lawyer? What if they don't become a doctor? And what if they just want to be. You know, just uh, be a programmer. What if they just want to be a social media, whatever? Respect them, and, and I really, really think that that should be there in, in, in our culture. Kim, what else? So, so, so we've talked about some some really, really amazing topics. What else do you think we, we should we talk about here in terms of success in in, in in the Asian culture that people don't really talk about or, or don't really really deal with?
0: Uh I feel like you've brought such an interesting insight into the issue when you were talking about parenting when like moving out 10 million miles away from Asia to Canada per se. I'm curious. So, um, does it affect your daughter as well? Or like, um, with your relationship with your family? Cause, um, you're going, would they see that you're going too easy on your daughter, letting her do whatever she wants? Or would they see that? Okay, Jerry, you know, your kid, she should, she should do this and she should do that as well. How, how does that, and how does your daughter perceive success if you know?
1: Yeah, uh, Totally, totally. Um, so, a so, so couple of things uh, with my daughter is I have always, from a young age, told her about the different boundaries. I've told her this freedom, but there's also boundaries. So, so I'll give an example. Uh, in terms of dating, I've always told her uh, from a young age listen, I'm okay with you dating someone at 16, 17. But don't come home pregnant at 16 because that th- this is what the consequences are so i'm scared about that I've, I've told about that so she she's very aware of that uh the second thing is i've really spent a lot of quality time with her from a young age i've spent time with her uh just building that relationship and i didn't want her to be relying on someone else like i'm she's 16 now and as soon as this whole COVID thing finished i said hey go get a driver's license become empowered be free and i also told her Pursue a career that you want. Pursue something that makes fun. Pursue, pursue something that, that that is, you're really going to lie because you're young. I don't want you to be miserable or whatever. Also in terms of um, the dance, you know, I, I've, only, I've always done one or two dances with her. I, I haven't done like six dances a week or, or, or competition. I said, no, have a balanced life. You know, enjoy time with your friends. Enjoy time that. And, and so I think, for her, uh, I told her success means, you know, spending quality time with mom and dad, having a meal together, having friends, having relationships, and and, and enjoying the life. And, and, you know, I've traveled with her a lot. I've taken her all over the Caribbean. I've taken her to Central America. Uh, we've done Europe. And actually, uh, yeah, uh, this year we are planning, actually, I was planning to go to uh, Dubai and Hong Kong and Bombay and then back, but then this whole COVID happened. So I think I'm really giving her an exposure. I'm giving her a roundabout life that it's not about just money, money, money. And the second thing is also, yeah, we are a mixed marriage. Uh, so, you know, my background's Indian. My wife's background, though she was born here, Scottish. So really, really taking the good and bad from both sides, but not really forcing anything down her throat. I've, I've told her, you know, this is your background, this is your culture. And now, yeah, she, she's on my case. She wants to go India she wants to look at the different sites she wants to see where I was born she wants to see where I went to school uh you know she she wants to do that so she wants to trace my path from where I was born to have gone to Europe have gone to Switzerland and UK and then here so so that's one thing I've I want her to raise up to be an empowered strong strong woman And, and so definitely definitely how do you think on how I'm raising her, how the women in your generation, how do you think that that was raised?
0: I think you're an amazing parent. You're definitely not a tiger dad. That's so cool. I wish my family took me on so many trips around the world, Europe, Caribbeans. That's like, what a life. That's so amazing. You're a really good dad, Jerry. Well, what I think is that I think you're definitely giving the adequate amount of freedom you set boundaries and within that boundaries your daughter she can do what she wants because you respect her as a, as an individual you know you can go have fun with your friends but know no where the boundaries are drawn I think that's a really good approach and you are letting her know that she can be whatever she wants and you know that in a sense teaches her it is successful if you can do what you want, but at the same time, of course, like you, you have to finance yourself, you know, you don't want to be 30 and still living off of your parents' money. So yeah, exactly. So as long as you can finance yourself and you're happy with your decisions, then you're successful. I think you're instilling this concept, this idea to her. And I think it's really healthy because at the end of the day, she is responsible for herself and you know, people around her. So, if she can be financially independent and at the same time doing what she likes, I think that's really beautiful. I wish I, I really hope that in the future I can do the same with my kids.
1: (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay. Hey, so look at that. Uh, Yeah. So, and I've also told her, uh, I mean, she's very mature and I've also told her to be an example in society. I mean, we need to make a difference. Uh, We need to leave. I mean, I, I think my goal is just to leave this world a better place than when I came in. So even if I any experience I have with another human being, I wanted that they, him, oh. her, leave it in in in, in a better way. And, and, and yes, so so that's it. Um, in terms of success, uh, we've talked about education, we've talked about careers, uh, we, we've talked about you know falling through the cracks. Uh, we, we've talked about the, whole, the the whole parenting thing. Um, yeah, and that's what I feel. So. So, so 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 I'm glad we're looking at this from a, not only from a Canadian perspective but a North American perspective, uh, but also from you that you you know you live in Hong Kong and and from an Australian and from a Hong Kong perspective, but it's it's really, I mean what this podcast is all about is really let's start talking about these topics let's just let's just start talk about these topics in our homes in, in, in within our cultures in our society in families in at meals at dinners. And let's talk about it. And, and I feel the more we, we, we talk about it, the better it's going to be. And I and I think this is only our first podcast. Uh, like we mentioned right in the beginning, we're going to be talking about a lot of other topics down the road. Uh, we will definitely be having a website down the, uh, down the road, social media. You can definitely contact us. You can definitely call us. And we're excited to engage with this huge Asian community that's not only in Australia and in Hong Kong and in and in India, and, and in the uh, US, and Canada, but all across the world, and, and in Asia itself. Uh, me any last thoughts uh, before we call it?
0: Um, I would say, don't be ashamed of talking about topics that you think others won't accept, because you'll find that as long as you can be open about it, you can really talk about anything. Of course, with people you trust. And success is really a state of mind, I would say. It can't be quantified. So your bank statement is not not a statement as to how successful you are. It's really a state of mind. So adjust your mindset and be free. And I would think that we're all successful in our own ways. Like we're all beautiful and successful in our own ways.
1: Uh, Great point. Here's my final takeaway. All that money in the bank, you're not going to take it with you all those homes and those cars are not going to be you're not going to take it with you what you're really going to leave here is 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 really your legacy so what do you want your legacy to be do you want your legacy to be this tiger parent do you want your legacy to be this someone who worked 80 hours a week well what do you want your legacy to be and that's what me and Kimmy want to really talk about the youth in in our society make a difference think outside the box and you're not a loser you're not a failure if if you don't really pursue those uh, professional but really just have fun uh go out there and make a difference and all the best i'm signing off here and until our next uh, session which will probably be talking about mental health have a great day and enjoy bye
0: enjoy see ya Bye-bye. bye bye